Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We're so glad that you guys are with us again. And uh, it's always a, it's always a joy and pleasure. And I hope you've had a wonderful week. And I also hope that all of you listened to last week's podcast because it was just such a really good good time, uh, Chris. It was it. I, I really think that our listeners are it, it ministered on some level to everyone, don't you? It was captivating. It was very much mm-hmm. so. And, and and to see God at work. When it seems like everywhere around you, the enemy is trying so hard to pull, to pull the legs out from under the table of life, and then what God does through those times, and so uh, it's really good uh, to to get to hear some more of Sarah's story tonight about uh, uh, Nora, and so we're really glad about that. And and as always, Chris, thank you for. Uh, keeping me straight and keeping me going and, and keeping these podcasts going. We appreciate it so much. A pleasure. And uh, it's really good to have with us again for this session. We get to have Sarah Radford. And we love you dearly, Sarah. Sarah. And gosh, you got a busy schedule right now, don't you? It is pretty busy. Yeah, because you got a lot of... Uh, you're edging out some I speaking am. engagements coming up. And we're really excited about that. Some stretching process yeah. going on. Oh. I, I know. That's <laughs> I know str- that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know a little bit about that, don't yeah. you? I mean, the stretching is, we all want it, but yet we, it, it's really an uncomfortable. It's an uh, uncomfortable happening. Uh, yeah, it is. But but yet it's so necessary. And uh, do you know anything about stretching, Carissa? I mean. Uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Uh, we're so glad to have Krissa, and you all might as well get used to her, because from time to time, she's a busy girl. She works a lot and wears a lot of hats, and but she is uh, just a powerful woman of God, and I'm so glad that she joined us again, because uh, this particular story just really has a lot to do with your life, right? Yes. Because you're, uh, you and Sarah, when did you guys become best friends, by the way? I think 95. Maybe? 94. Yeah. 90, well, probably best friends, 95-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you lived a lot of life together. We you have. were sister-in-laws, and yes. and but you're still friends. I mean, yes. best friends. And then, and then of course, Nora and Nixon are your niece oh, and nephew. Yes. And so just a really close relationship. And so I know that this means a lot, too. But we're just yes. really glad. Uh, to have you on here. And so I just want to remind our uh, listeners real quickly that uh, we're talking about uh, Nick and uh, Sarah's little girl, Nora, and uh, back when she was diagnosed with epilepsy. And so if you haven't listened, go back and listen to part one. Even though this one's going to be fantastic, I would encourage you so you can get more of the story because we're going to keep on advancing and moving forward but um, before you get started, uh, there a lot of things happened. Uh, we we stopped the program in 2019 at the ladies' conference after she had had her biggest and longest uh, seizure. And so, after that, tell me a little bit before you get it into your next part of the story. Uh, I remember when the doctors t- 
wanted to put her on a keto keto, keto diet. Is that how you said mm-hmm. for two years, right? They wanted to try it for two years. Yeah, um, their first approach is always um, medication mm-hmm. and treating because it's it's easier. Than Tell us, Mama Bear, your fight a little mm-hmm. bit on all that, okay? It's easier to treat with medication. Um, than the keto diet because the keto diet is very very tedious and it's not just um watching carbs it's you have a keto calculator that you that you have to weigh and measure every single ingredient of anything that goes in the meal and it has to go in the calculator because it can only have so many grams of everything so it all has to be weighed and measured um, and so it's not something that they usually recommend at, at first if um, a medication contro- can control an epilepsy. Um, but we wanted to go as natural as possible um, with treating Nora's epilepsy. And, and I just want to make a statement here, too. Uh, those of us that know you guys, you were not the kind that rushed off to the doctor for everything at all. Right. Uh, right. Been very natural with your eating, very natural, clean with your health, very much so. You know, uh, chiropractor uh, with your babies when they were babies. So you guys, so this was so out. It was so foreign. Totally foreign. It was foreign to us to have to... Um, go to the doctor route and and mm-hmm. thank god for the doctors i'm so thankful you know yeah you never were against them that no, never had anything to just, do with it we've at just all. never mm-hmm. been in that in that situation where we needed them and so um our initial reaction was to try to push for anything natural um they immediately put us on medication because um her seizures were so severe and so elongated that they had we had to try to get them under control um but her epilepsy is is medication resistant so the first several medications didn't touch it but gave her all kinds of um side effects that came along with the medication and it was hard to tell you know what was a new seizure because she had the whole gamut of all different kinds of seizures um if it was a new seizure if it was a new side effect from the medication um but we try to do as least amount of medication as possible, and we really pushed for the keto diet. Yeah, and I just real quick before you go into this next part, it was to me and to those of us that knew Sarah very closely, we always knew that she is a warrior yes. and that she's a tiger mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just pot, you know, just over everybody and everything. I mean, she takes care of people. That's just the way yes. she's been always in her life. We all know that. But this keto diet, I mean, she went at it like a fierce lion. She absolutely, she had to make every bite, every bite. It wasn't like you could go to the store and buy something on on the counter that said keto. So people, you know, mm-hmm. want them to know this had nothing to do with that. No, yeah. So the keto diet for epilepsy is different than like you would do a random keto diet mm-hmm. for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's controlling an epilepsy, even the slightest variation in the ratio, um, and you adjust the ratio depending on what's best for the the patient. But um, even the slightest variation in the radio in the ratio could s- send you straight into a, a big seizure or. Um, they liken the seizures sometimes to like little um, sparks. And so if you cause a spark here and it cause a spark there, 
pretty soon, then you're going to cause the wildfire. And the wildfires are what's hard to get back under Which control. Which is what you had before. We just coming yeah, out of, come yes, out of it. yes. Okay. So um, we were, we jumped into the, the, we had to really push for the keto diet. Um, and, and they finally so let us, let us get, get into the program. And it was a week stay at the hospital while they got her into ketosis. And she was a champion. They just said she should be the poster child for keto. Um, I remember back to like her very first poke when we first had to take her to the emergency room and it was really traumatic for her to get poked with a needle because as a, you know, all the way up until Mm -hmm. five years old, she's not really Mm -hmm. experienced, I mean, anything major or any kind of, you know, just major things. And so when they had to start her first IV, it was just so traumatic. And I remember the nurse just kind of reassuring us that it'll be okay she'll adjust and she'll acclimate and she so did she's just such a trooper all the blood draws all Mm -hmm. the um no complaints everything just doesn't she's just she's we call her the blood draw boss because (laughs) just different times throughout the whole process she's had to have either weekly blood draws or when she was in the hospital for that week stay for the keto it was every it was every day multiple times a day they uh, draw blood to check um, her blood ketones and she's just she's she's very flexible um, and they called her the keto boss because she um, ate it like a champ I mean if you tell f- most five year olds that you can't have sugar and that you can't have any I mean in it it was not you couldn't cheat mm-hmm. there was zero mm-hmm. there was nothing that passed through her mouth that was not a 4.0 ratio that wasn't weighed and measured on the on our little scale that we took everywhere. Everywhere. She never could eat any fast food. She couldn't eat anything from any other kitchen mm-hmm. that came from anywhere besides that mom that mom made. And, and so how long was she on that? Two and a half years. And it was a huge it was a huge commitment. And how many pizza parties were was she in? was around? How mm-hmm. many Dinners and, and meals and birthday yeah, parties. Valentine's Day and oh, Christmas and yes. Thanksgiving. Yes. She could not yes. eat the meals that everybody else. No, and like mom, no, mom no. made every one of them. We, I, we did our best to make our keto birthday yes. cake-ish mm-hmm. thing. You know, yeah. we, we... Substitution. She did very good. We did. That. We yes. did our, our, our very best. But that was, that was very, very hard. Um, so we started keto in March, and so um, we really didn't see any improvement at the very start. Um, but they say sometimes mm-hmm. it takes even up to a year before you start seeing improvement with the keto diet. Um, but the seizures got so bad that we had to put some more medication on board. And Epidiolex had just come out, which is a, a prescription CBD for epilepsy. And so we had just put that on board with her other medications along with the keto diet and we seen a turnaround in July so from July 2019 until the fall of 2020 Nora went 421 days without the big tonic clonics she still had some of the other types of seizures but as far as the big major grand mal seizures she it was 421 days Mm -hmm. without that and, and, and that was a nice 
little respite you know she spent less time in the hospital Mm -hmm. you know there was that first year we were in the hospital literally every month Mm -hmm. there was an extended stay Mm -hmm. at the hospital and so it was September 4th 2020 that she had her first tonic-clonic seizure it was a Sunday and getting ready for church family Sunday so I had a little spiel I had to get up on the stage and say and then just out of the blue um, comes this tonic-clonic seizure and before previously she had had so many tonic-clonic seizures but it was when her body was kind of at rest so when she was setting or when she was sleeping or it was never um, a a fall risk Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, when they started it, they were just drop seizures. Mm-hmm. So she could just be running and then just crash to the floor. She could be doing no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, one Sunday she was, uh, Krista had her in class, and she just was sitting in her chair fine. And then nosedive, she's got a bloody mm-hmm. nose. Or that one was the black eye. Yeah. yeah, so she, along with that one came several knots, bruises, mm-hmm. black eyes. Um, one time she crashed on the tile floor broke all four of her front teeth her front permanent teeth so after that one she got a nice pretty shiny uh, pink helmet and she she did and wore it like a boss she (laughs) did oh my gosh she did and so even through all this um she just was a little champion um going through all that and i just want to say real quickly uh, here and, and just for our listeners you know when you don't always just have one situation going on in your life i mean right. nor would be enough to to handle yes for anyone and and for anyone you know and and so i want to encourage our listeners because there are times where it seems like all hell breaks loose literally because yes. it's not one thing it's a lot of things and and uh i i i just want to say one thing before i come back to that i remember at one of our staff parties where she had a really bad seizure and i I mean, we had seen you before, you know, run and do whatever. But this particular time, I remember Nick and you both. I mean, they just went into action. And the way that they lovingly took care of her and ministered the medicine. And, I mean, it was just a beautiful thing and prayed. You know, I mean, it was just uh, in the midst of the storm. They just never stopped. But here we are, and, and, and you're having all these situations. And... But it's not just with Nora. Your mom is really, really bad sick and having some life-threatening situations. I mean, in the midst of all of this, she ends up having to have a liver transplant. Oh, boy. And Sarah, honestly, is is the one that takes, takes care, of, care her. Yes. of her and, and her stepfather, I mean, because they both had help. And then her her dad has has had really some real severe and Lisa, they've had some severe things where, and she's the number one that when she gets things calmed down over here, she runs and helps. And then someone in the family with addiction that needs help, and they always call and ask for Sarah. So uh, I, I just wanted to mention that, you know, and I know that there are probably uh, situations where what did you do in those times at, at the moment, you know? you remember any incidents where here's this with her going on and now you got to do something else yeah so that saying when it rains it pours mm-hmm. it does sometimes um 
um, there's there was a lot of life happening, and um, my mom was on the transplant list for quite. Uh, I, I I can't remember exactly. I'm gonna say I know that the last year before she actually got the transplant, she was in really her health was Very really much. bad. It was she was in a really vulnerable state, mm-hmm. and um, it required a lot of. Uh, she she just needed a lot of help because she was so sick, so sick. And um, I can remember one time um, having taken Nora up to Children's Hospital, and she was scheduled for an extended stay. And I we got her up there and got her settled, but then I had to leave her and Nick there and had to head back home um, so that I could pick my mom up and take her to the ER. And I know also... During that time, on the you're on the phone because there was other major situations that you're counseling and try to control um, via the phone. But it, it was a struggle um, to have so many people that mm-hmm. I loved the most in life mm-hmm. literally struggling every day. And as a time, and I know, I know, Sarah, there had to be times in the middle of those where you just wanted to say to everybody else in the world, I've got my own situations here. Right. I, You know, I'm dealing with my daughter. I can't handle anything else. But at the same time, it, you know, the, they're my world too, you know. Right. It's, it's all it's all my world. It's mm-hmm. the people that you care and love about or love the most, you know, when they're, when they're struggling. That's my, mm-hmm. that's. And you didn't have just one catastrophe. You had four or five going on at one time and and so where did you find yourself at I feel like if you could throw one catastrophe at me I could probably handle it maybe without blinking an eye but when you've got so many things at one time kind of rocking rocking your world it really just put my faith to the test Um, there's been a lot of grief that's happened in the last several years and I do feel like I've aged probably 10 years for every one year that I've lived and I feel like I, the, the new wrinkles <laughs> on my face show it and the gray in my hair. Um, but Good thing you're a beautician. beautician yes, yeah. I can go. I can put some, slap some color on that stuff. But during this time, I literally felt my faith kind of um, deflate. Um, there's no other way that I can think of at the moment to describe it other than my faith was just exhausted. It had run its race, and it had been running its race, and it's still, still running its race. Mm-hmm. But then slowly... Um, I would liken it kind of to a balloon that had breathed out but was having trouble breathing back mm-hmm. in. And I know I was grounded enough in my faith that I continued reading the scriptures, and I knew that's where I needed to draw my strength from. I continued coming to church. I committed, uh, continued to serve faithfully, but I just for the life of me could not see how God was going to get us out of this one. Just our entire world was inundated with life and my faith was just deflated and I knew what the word of God said I I knew it but all I could see was what was in front of me you know the interesting thing with your faith being deflated you still kept speaking the word of God out to other people and ministering to them in the midst of it and some people that didn't work close to your situation Chris, they would never have known right, that's what, what I was she thinking. was going through. Mm-hmm. No one never. would ever, mm-hmm. ever know, even though that those were those times of deflated faith. Right. That's a compliment. Thank you. It's true. I mean, I knew some of it, but I didn't know all of it. And mm-hmm. during that 
period of time, I mean, you were rocking my kids' world. I mm-hmm. mean, in church, you've mm-hmm. completely changed your life yeah. during a absolutely horrible time in your life. So that, mm-hmm. that speaks a lot. Yeah, yes. her and Nick are rocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. I'm not kidding you. I mean, their faith was totally, totally. I mean, you got to be saying, God, okay, I believe you, and and you know, you knew what the Word of God was. Knew. You knew, no. but what's in front of you and around you is still a struggle but the thing that kept you going was the seeds that you kept planting during that time that's so true most amazing thing anyway go ahead yeah so Nora was struggling so much and I and I could not for the life of me get a vision of her being healed um, of the seizure stopping they just kept coming and coming and we were so inundated with them and I'm reminded of the Bible scripture that says without a vision the people Mm -hmm. perish and I could just feel that in my life um, I resembled that. I felt like my breath was restricted, um, and it was mainly because I couldn't get that vision. Um, have you ever heard that saying that says, sight is what you see when your eyes are open, but vision is what you see when your eyes are closed? And when I closed my eyes, I could literally only see what was my reality in front of me. And as a mother, uh, as a daughter, my heart was broken, mm-hmm. to say the least, but that wasn't the end of the story. This past year, my faith has just been on a journey of growth. And <clears throat> and no, had you given up oh. in those other two years or three that other people didn't even know you were going through, had you not. But this is, this is what a journey of faith is like. Mm-hmm. Yes. It really is because you have every reason in the natural all around you. The pressure's so much, so why should you keep on? But you the did word, the word of God. And I remember I'm reminded, you know, when you said the word of God is so powerful, Nora struggled so much cognitively mm-hmm. from time to time. And there was one period where she really couldn't get full sentences out. It was she just struggled to the, the, the struggle for communication was really hard for her at that time. And I, one day I was giving her a shower and she just began, yeah, she began <laughs> to rattle off these Bible stories that she had read and they just so engraved their way into her spirit. And she was saying them literally word for word and line by line that I did not even have them memorized. And it's not like she sat and studied them, but she had read them and, 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 and they were in her little spirit. So even when she was struggling to make clear sentences, out comes this bubbling of the word of God, story after story. Mm-hmm. And I just got a revelation of the power of the word of God. She was in the shower and you she, overheard her. Yeah, just um, she just started uh, the, the <laughs> stories from from the Bible book of, you know, Noah's Ark and then the story of the, the first sin and the Adam and Eve in the garden, just rattling them off word by word. And, and it's because she had the word in her little spirit before mm. catastrophe hit. Mm-hmm. So yes. when she was unable to speak, the word of God went to work for her. Yes. And just a side note, if you're not spending time in the word daily, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Amen. So I began to see little glimpses with my eyes closed. And I know I've mentioned so many negative parts to our story so far, and it sounds really sad. But I tell you, I've seen the hand of God move in my life more powerfully Mm. in the past four years than I ever have. I've never been more close to God than in the middle of the darkest times of my life. He holds his child, just like we said in the last last week, he holds his, his child the closest yes. in the middle of the storms that we face. And if there's one thing that I'm certain of through all of this is that God 
loves me. Without a shadow of a doubt, I know that. Because I've been through too much in my life. And I've seen how the Father has taken care of me to say that he doesn't have his hand on my life. That he doesn't have his hand on my daughter's life. And one Sunday, early 2021, we'd had a powerful service downstairs. And Carissa and I were upstairs teaching our class. And Carissa... Or Christy and Luke came up after the service and they just began to rehash everything that had happened downstairs and they began to pray and believe God for Nora's healing and as I'm sitting here today I literally felt the balloon of my faith that had been previously deflated just begin to take a little bit of air in just breathe in and over the past the course of this past year I've it's almost like an I can audibly hear it just I catch a nugget of a word here and and just an extra I mean every time I would listen to a different message or it would just strike my faith in a way that it would just begin to fill it up you know does that mean that life's perfect it's not but I can tell you with a hundred percent positively we're not where we used to be and when I close my eyes I can see I can see Nora healed I can see her whole I can see her cognitively being able to speak and make sense and, and, and work and it may not make sense to the doctors when they say your daughter has a catastrophic form of epilepsy and she'll always be on high doses of anti-epileptic medication and she'll always struggle cognitively but God has given us a vision, and it may not make sense to Mr. Speech Therapist or Occupational Therapist or Mr. Epileptologist, but to Nora Grace Radford, I know yes. it's going to make Amen. a miracle. Amen. Amen. Yes, for sure. You know, and uh, I, I was just thinking, you know, because because you, you went through that, you just pushed on through it, you and Nick pushed through it until your eyes could see so when you're working with her in school right now and it's not clicking some days they don't click at all other days it clicks well uh, but when you don't you don't see in the natural now you see in the spiritual realm yes so so what would you say to people that are listening now would you ask them what hopeless situation in your life have you given up on Yes. What what answered one what an, unanswered questions remain for you? There's so many out there. God, the main one is God. Why? Yeah. God, why? I thought. I thought. I yeah. thought this was going to be this way. I thought this was mm-hmm. going to be uh, that way. Um, but Lord, give us give us relief in our in our unbelief in our times that we doubt. We don't have to know all the details. You don't have to know exactly how and exactly why. But what we can do is we can trust that Jesus will accomplish his purpose mm-hmm. in our life, even through all the hard times that we face, even if our circumstances aren't good, even if what you're seeing in the in the physical is negative. His purpose always is good and he will he will be there for us. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. That is so true. He will. And he is. He's he's there for us. And it's good. Amen. Amen. We're so thankful, Sarah, that you you took this time. And I know that uh, this is the perfect time 
you know, said you hadn't been released and felt to do it before. But, but it's really interesting when we walk through something and we get, even though you gave out so much during the time, and I really believe that's so key because, see, God gives seed to the sower. And we always think in terms of money. And it is money, too. But the seeds of the gifts that he puts in us. Mm-hmm. And when we take those, because, see, it's he gives seed. He gives seed to the sower. He gave you gifts and teaching and loving on kids and uh, all the many things that God has anointed you for and gifted you for and, and Nick you guys had every reason in the world to just say, we will be there on a Sunday morning, and, and we, we will be, but we can't keep doing all the things we're doing. But you've been an example to so many people. Your life, there's going to be people that know you, even in this community, but they had no clue your story. They had no clue how you chose to go ahead and take the seed that the sower gave you, sow it into other children, sow it into whatever you hand found. Uh, you just did. You just loved on people. It's just proof that God, yes. God can use you in your brokenness. He can. You know, yes. you're broken vessel, and you think that there's, it's it that there's not. You can't be used properly because you're broken. You can't be used for what the intended purpose was but God's saying that wasn't my intention all along yeah. mm-hmm. my intention was to take your brokenness yes. and use it to be a funnel so that other people might be ministered to yes he gets seed to the sower but he also gives you bread to eat yeah. Yeah. and ash, you know well I tell you what God's something else he is and yes. to see it so thank you so much for uh, just sharing spending these two weeks with us and and allowing other people to to listen because there's moms there's dads there's there's young people there's people that feel like they're just in the middle of something they have no idea how to get out but uh, you just simply took your life story and you shared with them how you walked it with God and so we're so grateful so we're going to ask you Sarah to pray over the listeners today and uh, just ask God to do what he does so well. God, we just thank you, God. I thank you for every one of the listeners out there, God, that if they're in a time where they're, they're, they're broken or a time when they're asking why, God, they're faced with a, a circumstance or a situation that looks bigger than they are, God, more than they can handle. God, I pray, Lord, that you would meet their needs God but that you would also show them God that even in their brokenness you can allow them to be a blessing God and that they can remain faithful God I pray that the word of God would so minister to their hearts during this time and God I just thank you for all that you are and all that you are going to do I thank you that you are faithful that you remain faithful even in the midst of our storm God I thank you for perfect peace that even though we get sometimes lost in the storm that you can reel us back in God and then that we can turn our focus on you and that you would keep us in your perfect peace and I just thank you Father for all that you are all that you're going to do in Jesus name Amen Amen. Amen. Till the next time at the table with Darlene may the peace of God rule in your heart and we say Shalom Shalom 
Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.